Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. This is episode 71, and we are talking Street Fighter 3. Yes, it is Street Fighter season, so why not keep that little bandwagon going? Street Fighter 3 was, well, when it first came out, it wasn't that big. Let's be honest, it wasn't that big. And eventually, even with its subsequent re-releases of Second Impact and Third Strike, it still wasn't that big. It wasn't until eventually it became bigger on the internet and everyone got to look back at it, they realized, ooh, 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 ooh. Street Fighter Third Strike, Street Fighter Third Strike is actually one of the best fighting games, if not the best fighting game ever made, because it's a beautiful game. Now, my experience with it isn't that big. It's not, because where I lived, we didn't really have the arcades that, you know, we have in other countries, especially like America, and we just didn't have it. In Japan, it just wasn't a thing, which is really upsetting, and I wish, well, I say I wish, my mother probably didn't, because the amount of money I would have spent, but I would have loved to have a proper arcade around by me with the up-to-date modern games, such as Street Fighter 3. But I didn't really get to play one until I was back in the UK last year. And don't get me wrong, it was, oh, it's like heaven when I got to play one for the first time. This week, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I am joined by nine-time EVO World Champion Justin Wong. He was so gracious and accepted my invitation to come onto the show. And I have to say this up front, I ballsed up on the time one day. Yes, I thought we were meeting at 5am. This is on my fault, it wasn't him. And it was meant to be 3am. 3am, my time, not his time. Um, but there he was very oh God, he was very kind to say we'll do it again. So we met at 4am, my time, and managed to get the interview done. And he's with me for a whole hour. He gave me a whole hour of his time because he is extremely busy at the moment because he is pushing a lot of Street Fighter 6 content and he's flying around the world. So, if you know, for Justin, thank you so, so much for giving me your time. And I had a great chat. He was a lovely guy. He was absolutely brilliant to talk to, and I found I learned a lot about Street Fighter just in general, because we do talk about Street Fighter 3, we talk about a bit like him, and we also talk about Street Fighter 6. It would be a wasted opportunity to not do so, because it's just released. At the time of me recording this, the game has been out for one week, and have I had to go pick his brain on Street Fighter 6. I'd be a silly boy not to do so. Now, if you are here just for the chat with Justin, maybe go about 30, 35 minutes, 40 minutes down the road, and we'll just go straight to that. But if you are new to this and you want to just stick around, please do. We do have a little bit of fun first. We do little games. We have the news. And we try and make it a little bit more content heavy for you all. Yes, yeah, I don't want to be like Street Fighter Five, giving you absolutely fuck all to begin with. I try and make this nice and beefy. Now, I've got to get the plugs out the way. We have to do that first of all. If you want to support the show... Please give it a five-star review wherever you're listening to, whether you listen to Spotify, Apple. Give it a follow. It really helps. Tell me the show's great. Tell me the show is amazing. Tell me it's crap. I don't mind. And also, wherever you do see this on your socials, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, please give it a follow. Please give it a share. It really helps get more eyes on this, especially this episode, because this is, from what I consider, the biggest episode of Retro Wars' little career. And I really want to make this a big one just because I want this show to grow. I want this to become my main career and I'd love it if I could essentially leave my job and just do podcasting and playing video games the rest of my life. Wouldn't that be the dream? 
If you want to support the show financially, you can do over at patreon.com forward slash RetroWars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own weekly show called DLC. It could be top 10s, modern day game reviews or gaming events, pretty much anything I want to talk about. As a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 44, and it was my opinion of the top 10 guest characters in fighting games. Sakura in Rival Schools. Now, this was an easy one to do, and it kind of makes sense. Sakura was absolute shit-hot property at that point. Because of her debut in Street Fighter Alpha 2, everybody freaking loved her. And it kind of makes sense. Rival Schools is owned by Capcom. It's a school about Japanese kids fighting. So, of course, throw in Sakura from Street Fighter, because she's a school kid. It just, it just makes sense. Like I said, everything was honor at the moment. And the moment you put her in, everyone gets eyes on this game. Because I'll be completely honest, I wouldn't have thought to play Rival Schools if it wasn't for the fact that you've got Sakura in there. And they did return the favor a few years later when in Street Fighter 6, no, Street Fighter 5, I should say, their last DLC, they added Akira from Rival Schools. And that was episode 44, which is my opinion of the top 10 guest characters in fighting games. Now, next week, as we all know, what's currently going on is the Summer Games Fest. It's currently starting. And yeah, we're covering that. You've got to. We've got to cover. There'll be so much to cover. I won't be able to cover all the news. I might try and do little bits. I can't cover everything because I'll be there all day. So yes, next week, episode 45 of DLC will be a biggie. Now, to also let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund each month go to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers, which helps support and give games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. So far, we've not raised much. We've only raised just over $3, which I know is tiny, but I'd love we get to the stage one day we can donate games and consoles. Additionally, if I do get to 1,000 subs on YouTube on the Retro Wars channel, I will start donating 5% of any income made from it as well. If you want to donate any old games, maybe you've got some old Street Fighter games you don't want anymore, please just send them to the link directly, and it will really help the charity. And what else do you get for your money? Well, you get access to our own Discord, the chance to message me one-on-one, take part in all our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comments on our Game of the Week, and I'll probably butcher your names. Right, that is the plug out the way. Let's get into our letter section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. Sixteen bits of nonsense is our letter section where we let the patrons ask me pretty much whatever they want, and I will do my best to answer. So we do have a few questions this week. Captain N says, "Well, Danny, we made it. It's 2023, and you are now on top of your game. Am I? 
that's alleged that's alleged my letters have carried this podcast to this point and raging demon has taught you to be australian while chris has given you episode after episode after episode of pure american gold he has i just want to know what would you do without us and to be honest this show wouldn't be what it is without the patreons and he is right captain n captain n has provided a lot when we first started this show way back when he was one of the first patrons if not the first and he literally wrote in every week he still does. And it literally, because imagine this 16 bits of nonsense without letters. And it did start off that way. We didn't have any letters coming in. And it sucks because you obviously want to have a little bit of content. And I know everyone in the, the Patreons take advantage of that because then they can make smutty questions. But I really do appreciate it. Raging Demon, yes, he teaches me how to be an Australian. I am a British man living here in Australia. And I'm currently waiting for my citizenship presentation. We're going to have to stand there and do the national anthem. And Chris... Yeah, Chris is one of those. Chris, Raging Demon, um, and Jake, just to name a few. They've given me so many episodes, and there are still so many episodes that they've recorded with me in the backlog. And we've currently now got enough to get to episode 100. We do have it. We have, we can, this show will go to 100. And that has only been made thanks to all my guests. And, you know, especially to, to Chris, to Rage and Demon, to um, Jake. They're the main three contributors. And I have to say thank you to you all. And thank you to everyone who does pipe in on Patreon. It does make it fun. I wouldn't say I'm top of my game. I still, I've got a lot to learn. But, yeah, I love you guys. I really do. And speaking of Rage and Demon, he says, to quote a, a Kiwi folk song, that's someone from New Zealand, if we if it weren't for your gum boots, where would you be? What? What the fuck? So gum boots are welly boots. If you don't know what he's on about, that's just stupid. The, what are you on about? I have no. I, I've just been praising you, raging demon. You come up with shit like that. What the crap? And then he comes in and goes. I've only just noticed, but this nonsense is how it's spelt. Hang on, I only just noticed this, but nonsense is how it's spelt, not nonsense. After being criticised for my lack of punctuation several months ago, I feel it's cool for me to be that guy. Would you know what, Raging Demon? No, it's not. I've got dyslexia. Leave me alone. It's amazing I can even tie my shoelaces in the morning. So, you're picking on someone who has a minor intellectual disability. Or learning disability. I don't know what it is. It's something. So, meh. Yeah, Raging Demon, you horrible person. You're cancelled. Cancelled forever. How dare you? <laughs> and finally, Chris Coplane, speaking of the man. Chris, oh God, Chuck Smutty Dud. First of all, Captain N, you are amazing. Second, would you ever consider wearing Cammy's leotard in public? I'm sure the moose knuckle would scare small children, but could be hence your footy performance. Look, okay, so to, to say that, um, I'm going to tell a story, a personal story. You think I would be not scared wearing Cammy's leotard because it is a bit, woohoo, a bit revealing. So when I got married, I had my stag do or books night, depending on what country you are, whatever. And the lads took me to Poland. We went to Krakow, and there was about, I'd say, about sixteen, sixteen of us. There was a good chunk of us, and as it's customary you have to wear a costume and i had to wear what my two best men had given me and tom and al decided to put me in a little mini pink pair of knickers it it was horrific very bad oh it was and a see-through condom suit that was my costume that was what i had to wear and they made me walk out in the middle of krakow square which is huge it's very big at four degrees, it was four degrees Celsius. It was b- 
Baltic. And I shit you not, I came down the stairs of the hostel. The first person we saw was a nun, and she did the full sign, the cross. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to die. And so I had to walk across this square, just basically to the first pub, um, the other side, and then I can get my clothes back on. And all the lads just like, you know, he's like Moses, the water just, just, you know, just went parted. That was what it was like. The lads just left me to walk. And half of the locals thought it was the most offensive thing they'd ever seen. Half of it thought it was hilarious. I, I the knickers though, oh, they weren't comfy. Trying to pack everything in. It, it wasn't good. Like it was nothing illegal, but I tell you what, the arse cheeks probably were. That was bad. So would I consider wearing Cammy's leotard in public? Well, not by choice, I wouldn't do it. But I suppose if I'm dared to, and it's part of a ritual, then yeah, and it wouldn't bother me. I think I'd look damn good in Cammy's leotard. I wouldn't. I'd look absolutely horrific. I'd make you all vomit. But still, I'd rock that. I'd rock that. The wife would probably leave. Do you know what? My wife would look pretty good in it. Ooh, that's interesting. Send me a Cammy's leotard. Not used, anyone. Not used. And I'll get see if I can get the wife to wear it. She'll not wear it for it. She won't wear it for the show. I'll tell you that now. Oh, she'll kill me for that. Uh, see, that's the level. That's the level we go. Will I wear Cammy's leotard? I think one of the questions was, who would you rather get killed by? I was like, Cammy, 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 please. Uh, so that is our letter section. Yes, for those newcomers, that's what it's like. Let's get into our new section, which we call Patch 71.0. Now, Patch 71.0 is our new section. We try and look at what's been going on in the gaming world. And yes, I know the gaming summer fest bollocks is on. I know, but we'll cover that next week because I want to do it when it's all finished. Probably makes more sense. And at the time I'm recording this on Friday because I'm going away this weekend. So yes, I know a lot of big announcements may have been made. Please don't hate me for that. They'll be next week. Okay? There. Family time's got to come first. It's a long weekend here because of the king's birthday. So we get Monday off. Woohoo! So we're going away tonight. Should should be lovely. Okay, first up, Street Fighter 6, top of the billing. It sold over a million copies. Well done. Shows fighting games are still relevant, aren't they? And in total, that's 50 million games for the franchise. That's mental. Now, that doesn't necessarily... I don't know if it's just 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. I suspect it'll be the Alpha series. I suspect it'll be like things like Puzzle Fighter. It may include like the Marvel vs. Capcom. I'm not sure. But still, 50 million sales for the franchise. Although, isn't Mario Kart 8? Probably looking at it going, pathetic, and so GTA. But yeah, I'm really happy that it's made um, as many million copies. And the great thing is, is that because it's cross-play, we can all play together. We can all have fun and be friends. So, yeah, it's great. It's fantastic for the series, and I can't wait to see what Street Fighter is going to, you know, go from there. And I'm not going to go too much into that because, obviously, we, we go into a little bit more in the interview. Talking about sales, though, right? We think Street Fighter Six has just done well. Diablo. Diablo 4 released, didn't it? And Blizzard apparently have said it's their fastest-selling game of all time. Now, since its early access launch on June 1st, June 1st, the game's been played for 93 million hours combined. It's like, what the fuck? That's just stupid. It's just mental. 
Now, Blizzard haven't specified, unlike Capcom, how many copies have sold since June 1st, but you want to put this in comparison. Diablo 3 sold 3.5 million copies on PC in 24 hours, and that wasn't with the other consoles. So, the fuck? So, Street Fighter's like, yeah, we sold a million. And Blizzard's probably like, yeah, we probably sold five, six times that. It's like, fucking hell. It's just mind-boggling. Mind-boggling figures. I mean, you consider when they did that mobile phone game and everyone was like, is this a joke? And then they go do this. Holy shit. Who says video games are dead? Jesus. Oh, just well done, Blizzard. Okay, I know you do a lot of things wrong, but you've done that right. So I'll give you that one. All right. So I'm talking about people who have not done things right. I was blown away by their stupidity. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, not the game, the guidebook, isn't coming out until July the 7th and was meant to be out June 16th, which is still stupid, but apparently it's not arriving now until July 7th. What are you doing? This should have been out the day the game came out. I, I don't understand. Did you need people to like play the game first and go, shit, right, we'll start playing it, start making the guide, start making the guidebook now. Like, I remember those days. Who remember those days? Like, I did. Going to basically, you get your new game and you get your guidebook the same day. I used to love those days. Getting Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X with the guidebook. 12 with the guidebook. Oh, I fucking loved it. Read that thing from cover to cover. I didn't cheat. I just basically read it when it got to that point. Come on. I want to learn the game. But this guidebook's going to be massive. Nearly 500 pages long. It's like a freaking Bible. Like, hang on, hang on, it's just, just, I've got the Tactics Ogre book here. Like, I brought it back from the UK. How big, this thing's beefy. How big's this? Jesus, this thing's nearly 400 pages, and this is a big book. And this has got 100 pages more. Fuck me. Well, if you're into it, that's your game, but it should have come out day dot. I don't know why it didn't. That's just silly. That is a very silly thing to do, but who am I to say in the publishing business? Um, now, this, this made me made me laugh and it's the ceo of sony has come out and says that cloud gaming their end and uh, still needs to iron out some key technical issues and it's very tricky and i'm sitting there reading it going bullshit bullshit let's be honest this is cloud-based gaming is the reason that microsoft weren't allowed to buy activision blizzard so let's not let's not bullshit the fact that you're going to delay this as much as you can so that these judgments go your way and that so that Microsoft can't make this because I always thought and a lot of people thought it was to do with Call of Duty it was to do with the fact that they'll just dominate when they get it no 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 it's because of cloud-based gaming so of course you're going to make yourself look as pathetic as you are so Microsoft looks as godlike as they are so the judges just go nah no chance Microsoft you you bullshit the moment these judgments and all the appeals are done, Sony are going to go, ha-ha, here we go. I, I can just see it now. I can just see it. As soon as the appeal process is finished, Sony are coming out with their own cloud-based gaming. It's, it's going to happen. You can just see it's a gobshite move. But People might say, oh, no, that's not going to happen. It fucking will. It will. You watch. All right, talking about online things, Nintendo Switch Online. They have come out, I know, yeah, Nintendo, I didn't think I was going to mention this. They've added four new games to their online subscription. Um, the NES has got Mystery Tower. Super Nintendo's got Harvest Moon, that's a biggie. And Game Boy has got Kirby, Tilt and Tumble and Blaster Master Enemy Below. I've not played any of those games. I definitely will have to play Harvest Moon at some point because I know of its legendary status. But that's great, I'm really happy that Nintendo Switch keeps adding games on. 
because I don't want them to just forget about it. And I'm more especially happy that they're adding one to the NES and the Super NES because there's so many more games we've not got yet and I want them to keep adding to that roster. Yeah, the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance are the big thing with the N64. They're the big thing at the moment, but please just keep pumping into the older titles because we want to play them. We want to play the older titles. Like, I can't wait till we see... Well, I suppose we won't see TMNT. I was going to say Turtles in Time. We won't get that. It's been on a collection. We're not getting it. Put it like that. Why Why would they? They don't make any money. Well, maybe it depends who pays. I don't know. But keep adding, Keep doing these nice stuff, Nintendo. It's it's happy. And I said, I will play some of these games at Harvest Moon. I definitely probably have to play. And I probably have to do Blaster Master. I've never played that. So at some point, I will have to cover that for the show. Um, because that's the whole point of this show, covering games I've never have. And we're talking, I just mentioned TMNT. And if anyone didn't see, a new trailer dropped just recently. And they've got some DLC. Now, originally, they said they weren't going to do DLC. I was like, come on, yes, you are. It's a prime thing you've got to do it. And they've announced that there's going to get new characters, new stages. And this is the thing, it said new characters. It didn't say new characters, it said new characters. And it only gave us Usagi Yojimbo, who is from another comic. But Yojimbo has, is a big samurai rabbit. And he has made uh, appearances in both the original cartoon and the 2003 cartoon. And he's kind of like the equal to Leonardo that they faced in battle. And I love the fact that Yojimbo is making an appearance. It makes complete sense. They've not given a release date, but the thing is what I was more caught by is that they said characters, not character, because that implies that more are on the way. There's no way they'd put character. In this day and age, you know you have to be very clear with the trailers. Someone would have pulled them up for it. And who else could appear in this game? Now, you know, you could say more turtle characters, but I really struggle to think about what other turtle characters, unless you're going to get maybe Jenica, who is the fifth well, you've got Jenis, Jenica and Milo, who are the other turtles from the TV series and the comic book show. The comic book, I would love to see, especially Jenica, I'd love to see him there. But you've got, they've the turtles have done, they've done things with the Power Rangers. They've done things with Batman. I can, I'd love to see if they got Batman, because Batman would be amazing in there. I, Streets of Rage characters could be in there as well, because they've got both of them. They've got the license of both. I just, I'm looking forward. Keep adding more characters. It's great. It, yeah, it basically, it's fresh new life. Like, I want to go play it again now. Because you're going to add Yojin Bill. I want to get my skills back up again, ready for it. it and that's how you do it. A bit of good DLC works a, ah, works a pudding if you can get it going. Now, finally, the last talk I'm going to story about is when things don't get going. It was an interesting comment. It was from, um, considering we're having the Summer Games Fest soon. Jeff Keighley says, E3 killed E3. It's freaking bold. It's a bold statement to say on the, you know, with what's happened with E3 and your thing's about to start. But he he came out and said, look, I, he said, I think E3 sort of killed itself in a way. Um, he said, I understand why, why people say I killed E3 because he had the Summer Games Fest. But I think, if anything, we created Summer Game Fest and I built Summer Game Fest because I saw the wheels falling off the wagon of E3. He later goes on to say E3 was so exciting to me and it was so heartbreaking to see it fall apart. I think they had a relevancy problem, and then they also had a participation problem over the year. And he's not wrong. I think I've mentioned this in a DLC episode. I think there are varying factors for why E3 failed. And I think the fact that online presentations were becoming the thing because it was just going to cut costs. The fact that Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo was, oh, fuck it, we'll do our own one. So the eyes are on us. And then the Summer Games Fest just basically was the final nail in the coffin. Like, 
he's not rubbing it. He, I don't think he's trying. He's trying to take it away from him because I don't think he wants his company to be to see the E3 killer because it will get a bad rep otherwise. I think he wants to see it as its own thing, as its own special thing, rather than we fucked you all over, people who used to go to E3. Because I would have loved to go to E3. It's always one of my dreams to go to E3, and now I've had to change that because there's no E3. So I've now put an Evo. I'd love to go to an Evo one day. So oh, wouldn't that be good if I can get a ticket for Evo? So yeah, I can understand why he's come out and say this just on the launch because, yeah, he wants it to be its own thing. He wants Summer Games Fest to be a success, and I hope it does. And by the time you all hear this, I know there'll be some big announcements, hopefully. I hope we get the Tekken 8 release date. Final Fantasy Rebirth tech release date and a Tekken 8 release date. And, oh, do you know what? Just give me a Final Fantasy Tactics remake. For the love of God, give me that game. Be just, oh, my God, how good would that be? All right, that is the news. And uh, we're all finished with that. Now, we're going to move into our free section, which anyone can take part of. And it's called Stick It Up Your Jinjo. Uh-huh. Stick It Up Your Ginger is a free section. You don't have to be a part of Patreon for this one. And I basically want to hear about what your gaming frustrations are, your gaming wins, and I love it. I love it when we get a good response to this. Now, because it is very Street Fighter dominated, I put some these questions up on two Street Fighter groups, Street Fighter Strix groups, and I got some good answers. And I also put it on Twitter as well, so I've got some of your responses. But let's just get into some of these are great. Some of these, I, I wasn't going to go into like the usual ones about like, you know, how this system doesn't work or this character's broken because I thought we all have those sort of rants, but there were some ones I thought here were class. So I'm going to butcher some of your names here, and I deeply apologize if I do that. So first up, Vontes Jenkins, he said, no bison, and there's so no M bison. I will continue removing one of my fingers each season. He's not on the roster. It's like, fucking hell. And then someone put up the Monty Python and the Dark Knight as like, was it the Black Knight? I can't remember. As like, they replied to that. I was laughing my head off. Can you imagine that? We get to like season five. He's lost a hand. It's like, it's just a flesh wound. He's fine. (laughs) Yes, M. Bison is not in this game. Do I think he will come in? Yes. And Bison will make an appearance at some point. Don't worry, Jen- Mr. Jenkins, your fingers will remain. <laughs> it's got that image. He's already cutting one. One of them's already gone to the cause. It's like, fuck it. I've lost it because you would have. Yeah, come on, stick to your word, sunshine. One of your fingers has to go because we've already had one season of DLC. We know who it is. So that finger needs to come off. <laughs> oh, imagine how brutal that is. Uh, Moses M. Tompkins says, My kids ate around my controller, making my button sticky. That's the only thing making me rage at the moment. Ooh, yeah, I can understand the rage. Basically, there's two answers to that. One, get rid of your kids. Two, clean it. Just clean the controller, get a baby wipe. Get like a little Q-tip with some alcohol cleaning sleeve. That'll fix it. Sorted. That's not too much of a bigger... Don't get me wrong. My little baby hiccup, she's not baby, she's four now. She's not allowed anywhere near my game's controller. Hey, do you want to watch Pepper Pig? Shut up. No. Street Fighter 6 time. Learn. Learn how to play. Yeah, she's not eating food around the controller. We high. Ugh, they get grubby and dirty. Prime example. Blah, blah. Clean your controller. Tristan Franklin says, Ken players. Not Ken. He's fine. Just Ken players. <laughs> that That is going to piss off a lot of people. 
It's like, he's just got this image of these Ken players or like these big gorillas sitting behind him. I use Ken, I do Ken, Dragon Punch. That's all I do. That's all I do. <laughs> when the rest of us are all these like the fine art chimps going. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but Ken players are just, he's horrible individuals. He's grubs. <laughs> Ken players, don't hate me. I didn't say it. I don't have... I have Tristan's Facebook. I can give you it if you want. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But <laughs> I just made me that laugh. That was great. Um, Christian Pushin says, the character selection music and uh, no Sakura. Now, I'm not asked about the character selection music. I'm just asked about no Sakura. I, I want Sakura. I want Sakura. I want Sakura. You hear me moan about this quite quickly to um, <laughs> Mr. Justin Wong. I was like, well, what fuck is Sakura? I kind of feel like Justin, go over to Capcom. You've probably got him on speed dial. Have a word. Have a word, shall we? I should have brought that up. How close is he to just basically demanding who he wants in the game? I don't know why I'm, I'm turning in my head as if I'm having this conversation with somebody. He could have done that. I, I, I'm, he's going to get it now. We're not going to get Sakura now because of me. Because he's like, he's probably going to ring him up and say, no, just have a spite. Don't let Danny have it. Oh, fuck. Like, I'm using Kami at the moment, but she being dropped the moment Sakura comes. We're like, yay, life complete. Ah, it's great. Sick Jake, one of our guests who's been on the show, he says, just a casual player, but coming from Guilty Gear Strife, the combo timing in Street Fighter Six is way more short. Combos in Strife were longer but easier to do. Yeah, I, I can get that because like, I'm used to Street Fighter Six timing, so it's not going to be too much of an issue for me, but I can understand when you suddenly come from one game to another, it takes a bit to get like, oh shit, I need to get back to used, used to this. And seeing some of these combo trials, they're so difficult to do. Some people are like, no, I can do these combo trials within first instance. Well, fuck you. Fuck off. I can't. I'm like, I'm like fat fingers. I'm like Homer. Your fingers are too fat. Uh, that's how I'm trying to use this thing. I haven't got the speed yet. So I can understand, especially when you're coming from another game, playing that so much. It's like, oh my god. I, I need to just... It's like when you go from Street Fighter to Tekken. I don't care what anyone says. You're playing on a controller. You go to the crab hands. It's a place tech, and that's, that's how it works. You got any crabby hands? Because uh, I don't play stick, I play on a controller, always have. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I hope you get that sorted, sick Jake. I hope that gets fixed for you. Sal Jones says, Modern controls on rank, it's an insult to people who practice and take it seriously. Ooh, this ground. Oh, you fucking got me going this one, Sal Jones. You know what? I use modern controls. I can play on normal ones, I can on classic controls, but. I found modern controls just so great. I don't think it's an insult at all. I really don't think it's an insult. You're always going to get me fucking going here. I don't think it's an insult at all because I haven't got the time to train seriously. I have a full-time job. I have a child who basically sucks on my nipple all the time. She doesn't. She doesn't suck on my nipple before anyone goes, it's a phrase. She basically wants my attention before anyone goes. But I haven't got time to be practicing all that. I haven't. And these modern-day controls still require their own form of practicing. And at the same time, it comes with a trade-off. You get, you do 20% less damage, and you don't get access to all the moves. So ultimately, you should be in a better place if you play cl classic controllers. I think it's great, because in the sense of modern controls, if someone who's, you know, timid and wants to get into Street Fighter, this is a great way to start. I, I'm all for that. And ultimately, if you're a really good modern uh, classic controller player, you should be beating the modern day controller. You should. Just saying, you should. But I'm not changing. I think modern controls are here to stay. I think they will be forever now a thing of the Tekken. And I can imagine other con other games are looking at it and go, 
Oh, they've done that well. And I can just see it being a thing. You just wait and see when it comes to any other games. Mortal Kombat might even try it. We'll, we'll just wait and see when that comes out. I, I imagine we might get something maybe coming out soon. Okay, Marco Revelia. I'm sorry if he, he says that. This is a death by snoo snoo Roman chick with golden light armor. Aura protection she has for some moves. It's two way OP. Look, I'm not. And I'm not asked about the golden armor protection. It was just the fact that you said by snoo snoo Roman chick. <laughs> snoo snoo. <laughs> if anyone don't get that, you need to watch Futurama. Death by snoo snoo. Because <laughs> she's huge. She's a massive character. And she's definitely the definition of death by snoo snoo. <laughs> and what's great is like the bit in Futurama is like death by snoo snoo. Yay! <laughs> the pelvis breaks. <laughs> Oh, I'm so mature. I don't give a shit. Oh, oh, that's great. I love it. That's a good stupid. I'm so. I'm just a child. Um, Lauren Afflon. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this. Lauren Affronte. I'm so sorry. I'm just so shit. He says in Metropolis. Metropolis. There we go. I met the guy who says let's go to France, but you need to wear a judogi first. I'm wearing one for fuck's sake, and he still won't let me go to France. That's because of your name. That's because of your name, which I struggle to say. And he's probably like, I can't even pronounce judogi. I probably butchered that as well. And he's like, fuck this. You, you, your name's too hard. What you asked me to get was too hard. Your language is too hard. So fuck are you going to France, where they all speak French, and that's all too hard. And it's France. So, nah. And they've got some Lady Gaga with weird legs and throws you around all the time. So fuck am I going to France to fight her because she'll be a dick. And no. So no France for you, Laurent. Low France for you. Not allowed to go. And finally, Captain N says, Someone beat me at Street Fighter 2 Arcade when I was 12 and I haven't played the game since. Very frustrating because it looks fun. Oh, come on, Captain N. Get your balls out. Get them out. It's time to fight. Fight me. Yeah, some, because someone beat you in an arcade machine when you were 12. You're a grown man. You, I know your background. You are a fighter. You shouldn't have any problem with this shit. Get in the game. See me. See me in Raging Demon for tips and we will. You're in. Come on. You're a big boy. It's time to put your big boy pants on and play some Street Fighter 6. Yes. Okay. That is... The section of Stick It Up With Jinjo. A bit of fun, and it was heavily dominated by Street Fighter 6 because it had to be. I thought it would make complete sense. He said, yeah, that is free. You don't have to be a part of Patreon for that. Just follow me on Twitter and just see when I post up and literally just give me your gaming rants. I love it all. It's so much fun. All right, let's go into our final game that we play, and this is for Patreon members, and it's called Survive or Die. Hey, listen.
Survive or Dies, where we look at two games, franchises, or characters, pretty much anything I want to decide, and we have them knelt in before Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is basically sat there with his Shao Kahn hammer, and he is going to smash one of their brains in. Now, one of them will live to fight another day, hence surviving. One of them... It's going to be that bloody pulp on the floor. But I want to ask you guys what your opinions are. And my I can be swayed. It's happened before on the show. I will listen to reason. Now, as we are talking about Street Fighter, I wanted to look at some of the most influential Street Fighter games and potential fighting games ever seen. So I looked at Street Fighter 4, but I thought, who's a worthy opponent? Well, because Street Fighter 4 was a bit of a renaissance for fighting games, I decided to put it up its main counterpart, Mortal Kombat 9. So there are games, there are challenges... One of them is going to die, and one of them is going to survive. Let's see what all you guys say. Now, I said, if you do want to play along at this, you go over at patreon.com forward slash retro wars, and I put up the link each week, and you can just go to town with whatever you want to do. So first of all, Captain N says, two powerhouses of games in the fighting arena are up this week. Well, it would seem that this requires another episode of Captain N's logical analysis to determine who survives and who dies. Let us look at the roster. Ryu, which means draggy, dragon, by the way, Danny, I know... I don't know if you... I do know that because you maybe played fucking Breath of Fire. Is a staple and poster boy for the Street Fighter franchise. He is cool. He wears pyjamas and his gonorrhea allows him to shoot fireballs from his dirty hands. Fair enough. I never knew that. Mortal Kombat has some passable moves, but a roster of characters have no bother to learn. There is Lightning McQueen, Broken Motel Icebox Guy, Spearfishing Guy, and Generic Action Character Number 6. Side by side, both these claims play very similar with punchy-punchy, kicky-kicky style of fighting. So in order to decide who survives and who will die in this episode of Captain N's logical analysis to determine who survives and who will die, working title, I will use the Captain N method. Mortal Kombat dies because I love thighs and Chun-Li carries a set of lethal thighs. Mmm, baby. Oh, for fuck's sake! I read all of that. I read all of that just to get to that because Chun-Li carries a lethal set. She does. She's got a badonkadonk. But still, Jesus, Captain N. Fuck's sake, he's probably sitting there laughing. <laughs> yeah, I fell for it, dickhead. <sighs> okay, so we get some other answers. Ranger Demon says, Ooh, this is tough. Which one do I enjoy more? Probably Street Fighter 4. However, the feeling of elation at finally prevailing over that son of a bitch, Shah Khan, and claiming the title of Raging Khan for myself was so good. Seth was kind of easy in comparison. Another, <laughs> however, this will not be the factor into my decision. The Mortal Kombat franchise needs this so bad. If this game did not happen, I did not know if we were looking forward to the release of MK1 and marvelling at the awesomeness of MK10 and MK11. Street Fighter, however, is unkillable, ironically much like an MK character, so MK9 survives because that franchise survives resurrection. Quickly try to finish off Survivor 4 again before it gets its health back. <laughs> He's on about Survivor 3. I get, oh, I get that. Resurrection! Ah, uh, yeah, I... So stupid, aren't I, sometimes? Okay, so that's one each. And finally, Chris Key's got the swaying vote. Chris Coplin says, One game is Street Fighter and the other is Mortal Kombat. Seeing as I haven't played Mortal Kombat in almost 30 years, but I still play Street Fighter games from time to time, Mortal Kombat, whatever, can die. After all, we can't lose the international gay sex symbol of a bear that is Zangief and, of course, Kami. Uh, is he a, a gay sex icon? He is a mountain, though. Jesus Christ, Zangief in this new game. Woo! He's a big boy. And, yeah, we, we can't lose Kami. Save Cami, especially now. Save Cami. Um, so two one. Uh, what am I going to go with? Majority or minority? I am going to go with the majority this time. I think Mortal Kombat should get its brain smashed in, and ironically by the Shao Kahn hammer, and for the simple reason. Um, yes, I do prefer Street Fighter games more. I do. 
that as a common fact. But I generally do think this is a better game. I think I would much rather play Street Fighter 4 than over MK9. But I think it's mainly because without Street Fighter 4, you don't have MK9. I don't think you have a lot of games going forward because as we talk about next week, in the, we're doing Street Fighter 4 next week to probably wrap up all our Street Fighter talk for a while. Um, without this game, we didn't have a lot of other games. We were really bare bones, like very bare bones at the times of release when it came to Street Fighter 4. And I think this pretty much saved the genre. I know there was Tekken 4, anyone goes with me. I know Tekken 6, but that didn't come out until later that year in October. Um, but Street Fighter 4 was such a high pinnacle game. It was incredible. And yes, we do need to protect Cami at all costs. Just just saying. Not for perverted reasons. Just just because I'm maining her now. God, don't think of any other reasons, you sick bastards. All right, what have I been up to? Uh, not much. I've been so busy. Like, work's just been killer. Uh, and obviously messing up with times interviewing Justin because that was silly. Yeah, that was a silly thing to do. And what I've been playing, um, Street Fighter 3 and 6 in preparation. I was playing a lot of 3 just to get myself going to head around it a bit more. And obviously 6 in my spare time because I love it. Um, no Zelda this week. I'll be back on Zelda train. I'll be, I said I'm going away to, to, today. Tomorrow, today, today. So I'll be taking my Switch with me. So I'll hopefully play some Zelda. Um, so yeah, looking forward to having a bit of a chill that weekend. No podcasting, no whatever. I can just chill out with the family and have a really good time. All right. Um, let's get in. We've been talking for nearly 40 minutes, so it's probably time to get into the main game, isn't it? So I like to give the Patreon members a chance to say what they think about our game. So it is Street Fighter 3, so I'll get you guys to have a bit of a say. And Captain N says, usually in sports, when you get a third strike, you're at the competition, but Street Fighter keeps going, and I couldn't agree more. You son of a bitch. I can't believe you managed to get that to baseball, you son of a bitch. Uh, Raging Demon says, couldn't got a more appropriate guest for this. Nice work, mate. I'm an alpha guy, but Third Strike is an amazing game and is a pillar of the fighting game community, and credit must be given when due. It may not have had the success of Street Fighter 2, but despite being released alongside Street Fighter Alpha at its peak, initially ported to the Dreamcast only, and while arcades were in their twilight, it showed what esports could be with the moment 37 and kept the flame of the fighting game community burning like Ken's fierce punch shuriken. Okay, so what he's done about Street uh, Moment 37. I would like everybody to please, if you've not, if you've not, don't know what he's on about, please look, just type in Evo 37 into YouTube and just watch in what, in my opinion, is the greatest moment of fighting games in like competition ever. And it was between uh, Diego, Diego, no, it was Diego, sorry, pronounced his name wrong, and between Justin Wong. Justin Wong was the loser of that, but it, we do talk about that, but not, I don't mock him for it, I don't make it rub it in, because it's not, because it was, you know, Jesus, one in a million, that sort of thing. Um, but we do talk about Moment 37, and the reason why it's called Moment 37 is because the guy who put the clip up decided, oh, if I say this is the, the, the 37th moment, people will believe there's 36 other Evo moments before. I was like, that's so clever. Because the internet was very new at those days, it was. And Storm Beagle says, I don't have much to say, but thanks for the shows, Danny. Um, good company while I'm running. Hope you're going somewhere fun this weekend. We are. We're going to a place called Forster, about three hours north. So, yeah, you're looking forward to that. Although, Storm Beagle, I, still, I can't believe that you listen to me while I'm running. Should we say, run, you fucker. Run. Run faster, run harder, run stronger. Because life... I should like, make a Rocky quote, shouldn't I? Life was only going to come hard at you. It's only when you get up and you know how hard it is 
Yeah, I'm not Rocky. I, I'll, I'll think of a motivational quote. I really will. And, no, actually, no, I will say, do you know what? I've been telling my little one, this is a bit of a side thing. I've been telling her, don't give up, never give up. And the other day, she was on a rope bridge and she was really terrified. She was only four. And she's like, Daddy, I need you. And then I was like, come on, you can do it. You can do it. And then she just went, looked at me and put her little face on her. Hmm, never give up. And then she did it. I was like, yes, yes. That is the attitude I want to see. It's like, you know, when you teach something to little kids, like, yes, so proud. And the final comment we're going to say is from Chris. He says, Street Fighter 3 was the game that ruined fighting games for me. And Third Strike didn't change much, enough to win me back. Alpha for life. Yeah, and see, that was the thing with Street Fighter 3. It was very polarizing because it was a very different game. And we do talk about this because, yeah, it was... It, it killed the franchise. And it because it was basically... It seemed like it was for pros only. And... I, it's sad because it wasn't that. And when the you know, third strike eventually did come around, it was a fantastic game once you got to know how to play it and its deep mechanics. It really was. But look, I've been talking a lot now. And I think it's time a lot of you want to hear from Justin. Come on, that's why you're all here. Let's, let's not sugarcoat this. It was an absolute honor to speak to this man. And again, I hold my head, hand up in gratitude. And I'm so grateful he gave me and this little show the time. And I appreciate there'll be a lot of people here who've never come before. And I really hope um, that you've enjoyed what I've said before. I hope you enjoy the interview. And I hope I see you again for more future shows. Because I want this to grow. And Justin, I hope he comes back next year. I did put the offer out to him come next year to do Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Wouldn't that be great as well? His main game. His his beauty. His... Oh, oh fantastic. But either way... Let's get into this now. We need to get talk, start talking some Street Fighter 3. I'm going to play some music. And when I come back, myself and nine times Evo champion Justin Wong are going to talk about Street Fighter 3, which was released in arcades worldwide between February and March of 1997. Fuck me, I'm old. I see Making his debut to the show, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, is Mr. Justin Wong. How are you? What's good, man? How are you? Uh, thanks for having me. Um, just, yeah, just uh, super, super excited. No sleep because of a new fighting game that just came out. Um, so I have been in a very tired state for like, I would say the last like week uh, because of Street Fighter 6. Yeah, you just be constant. Oh god, it's so good. You just be constantly playing that at the moment, won't you? And I imagine I've seen so many videos, and you're using every character as well. So you're having a ball with that, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Just, just when it comes to like a, a new fighting game, it's just like it's like my, you know how like the a child at a candy store, right? Kid at a candy store. That's just kind of like my version of a kid at a candy store. Is that? When a new fighting game comes out, I'm just like so obsessed, so in love. Um, it's my honeymoon phase. So that's kind of what, what Street Fighter 6 currently means to me. Oh, it, it, for me, like I didn't play much of 5, but I have played so much. It's nowhere near as much as you. Um, but for me, it's been, it feels like I'm playing Street Fighter 4 all over again and getting that feeling coming back. And I've just been playing Cammy, non-stop playing Cammy, because that's who I only have the time to play. But oh, it's just, it really is one of the best fighting games I've ever played. It's actually kind of crazy. Like, they, Capcom did really do a, a good job. It's like 
like obviously there was so much flack about Super Hero Five when it launched, yeah. not enough content. This is like if this was like their apology, everyone has accepted that apology <laughs> for sure. After oh, Super Hero Six came well out. and truly, everyone's like literally licking it up, going, "Oh, thank you so much, thank you, Capcom." Yeah. So they knew exactly what they were doing with this one. Yeah, I know it's 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 beautiful. So I'm I'm super super stoked that Capcom really really put a lot of effort um into this with just everything from a a a hardcore fan competitive fan even a casual fan with all like kind of the references and obviously world tour mode being a thing like it's like the first time that you know like capcom has ever released a game that actually had a a legit story mode with like lore in it you know usually it's like you play the arcade mode you get like kind of like your little like one minute ending and then of like and then that's kind of it right but like this is like so much to digest so much to look for so much information and like and i think the best part of it you just you get introduced to like so many possible characters that could be in in street fighter 6 dlc uh or i mean also they're just introduced in the street fighter universe so it's just super fantastic that this is a thing now like really great well that's i think that's going to be the future and as much I, I, I've brought you here today, and you've been very gracious to accept, because we will talk a bit about more about Street Fighter Six, because it feels a bit of a missed opportunity not to talk to one of the greatest players of fighting games of all time. But we are to talk here about Street Fighter Three, which is often considered one of the best, if not the best, fighting game of all time. Although the funny thing is, like I know, watched a video, you don't consider this a Street Fighter game, which I think is hilarious. It's not a Street Fighter game. Like when you think about like I guess Street Fighter games and others like like Street Fighter 2, the Alpha series, uh, Street mm. Fighter 4 and so forth, like the gameplay is obviously much more similar to those games. But when you watch yes. Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 3 is nowhere near those games at all. Nothing like, like anything like, like nothing, it. Right? Like obviously there's more more jumps, more dashes, more hard reads. So that's why, like, when you think, when you look at the player base of, like, of, of the competitive scene, Street Fighter 3 players don't play any other game outside of Street Fighter 3. Obviously, there's, yeah. like, a few, like, rare eggs out there that, that do and translate very well. But majority of the time, if you are a Street Fighter 3 player, like a Third Strike player, you are only a Third Strike player and don't really play any other game. Because that's the thing, yeah, it is very different compared to any other games that were out at that time. I know we, I'm not going to go for a history lesson of what happened with Street Fighter 3, um, Double Impact and Third Strike, because people do a much better job than me. I know your colleague at Triple KO, Matt McMuscles, does a really good job of the history. Yeah, he's Um, very good at history, yeah. He is very good. I love his history lessons. But I know when this first came out, um, because obviously you've got a good history with it, when Street Fighter Three, the original version, you, um, the new generation came out, I, I never played it. I never saw it in the UK. I never saw um, a machine. I've only ever seen one machine, and that was only last year. And I know it just sold so poorly. Yeah, uh, we we had it in our arcade Chinatown Fair. Um, I would say like it, it's definitely for some reason it wasn't on the popular side. Um, at all maybe because like they took away a lot of like iconic characters obviously they, they you know you have ryu and ken but yeah it was just ryu and ken um uh, yeah but, you know obviously for people like gaia was a very popular character chung lee mm-hmm. is a very popular character like though and like 
those two characters are probably at the time back in the day they probably rivaled when it comes to popularity of like who played these characters at the arcade like Ryu and Ken uh, because you know they were very those two characters in particular were were strong as well as Ryu and Ken so you just lost a lot of players in terms of that regards and obviously it played so different it didn't mm. play what Street Fighter 2 felt like or what Alpha felt like so it's like you know like Yun Yang Necro Oro like who the who are these, yeah who are these characters why why do i have why do i care about these characters right and, and the, and and the, the art thing, style yeah. was so different as well too and this new concept of parry it's like it's it seemed like i guess at the time there was just way too much going on and people just didn't want to accept it and i, I agree with you because like yeah you literally i remember seeing like photos for street fighter 3 and i was like who the fuck are all these characters like i've got no idea but then i looked at it when actually I remember when I started, I played Street Fighter Alpha for the first time. I know it had Chun-Li, Ryu, Ken, and Sagat. And I know people will be like, oh, yeah, but Bison and Akuma, I know they were in there as well. But there were so many characters in there. I was like, who the, who the fuck are they? Who's Rose? It's like, who's... <laughs> What? And I had no idea who those characters were. But I think, as you said, because there was so much going on, as in like how it played, how it looked, where Street Fighter Alpha still had that initial Street Fighter feel to it, yeah. it was easier to just accept it a little bit more. But it's also because like there was a lot more characters that people like remembered. Like mm. you have Sagat, you have Bison, Dalsim, uh, you have Chung Li. Like you have all these characters that you've seen, and then they also added characters that you possibly played Final Fight from. Yes, right? Cody. Like Code, yeah, Guy. like yeah, like yeah, Rolento, Birdie, mm-hmm. Sodom. Like you're like, oh, I know, I, I like, I know all these these different characters, right? And then obviously there you have like your, the 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 other characters are like, oh, maybe I don't remember them, and you know, kind of like 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 Gen, for example. Like if you didn't play Street Fighter One, you wouldn't know who Gen is. Mm-hmm. um and and like yeah rose is a new addition and then charlie is also a new addition but i mean they spinned it off pretty well because they're like yeah charlie is like the new the new guile and they're like yeah, and people are like oh okay okay i can get i can get with that we because, can accept that yeah. yeah we can accept that right and then rose is like like rose and and bison are like kind of like arch nemesis arch enemies so i was like oh so so she does purple stuff too I'm like yeah 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 yeah. yeah she does purple stuff too right so they got they 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 both got like kind of like similar powers and everything like that so like Capcom found a way to kind of spin that and people accepted that but Third Strike just did like Street Fighter three these characters are just completely like brand new no relations with any other character yeah. so people can't relate to them right like it's when you when you when you show off so many new characters people are like this is like I said this is not Street Fighter this is a new fighting game. And it was hard because, like, they were trying to get rid of Ryu and Ken initially. And they wanted Alex to be the big guy. Yeah, the main and guy, yeah. He, he just, I know they, I think it was the Japanese basically looking at, oh, Hulk Hogan's cool. We'll make a Hulk Hogan thing. It was like, oh, this doesn't really <laughs> translate that well. Um, but I know Alex has kind of grew a little bit in popularity, but he's still nowhere near Ryu and Ken. Yeah, um, nowhere near it. I, and I think that's why they, they double downed on um, Second Impact, at least, like, because they. They brought in Hugo, right? Kind of yes. like, like Alex's kind of like rival. And I thought that was more accepted, even though it still wasn't like as great as it could could, no. could have been. But like, yeah, like they, they doubled down with Alex being the main character and everything. But at least like they, they like said, you, they did the Hulk Hogan and like, mm-hmm. like Andre the Giant Andre kind the of Giants. like kind of scene going on, right? Um, I so, will say like some, some of the designs are, are incredible. Like, Ibuki is an incredible design. 
Like, yeah, she was good. the one character. I went boom. She she is fantastic, and I I'm, I'm want to see more of Ibuki because she just looks great. Like, and I, I can sit here now and appreciate like something like Dudley as like the anti Balrog and obviously represents us Brits. Looks yeah. absolutely great. Oro represents the old man like Master Roshi from Dragon Ball, although yeah. he has huge dong, which is <laughs> <laughs> just like the fuck. But then I think later on you get like uh, urine. And I've never understood urine in the sense of why his his clothes becoming, you know, Dragon Ball Zing and then he goes tanned. I was like, why the fuck is he getting a super tan? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean ready for yeah. summer. Boom. They they just wanted to to make like a a lesser version of Gil, right? So people yeah. can have a chance to play Gil because Gil's like the boss in Street Fighter Three. So I, I think overall Urine became a, a pretty sick character, like in, in the end compared to other ones. He did, although I don't appreciate with Urin and Gil that their um their thing, that their the thingy thing, but you know it, it it's too bulging. Oh, like they're 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 the dongs. That that they was like wow, <laughs> so that makes me feel really inadequate when I look at them. Like whoa. Yeah, I guess Ooh. they wanted to make it more very like kind of like like Roman, like Spartan type type of thing, Greek. Right, like that, that kind yeah. of like vibe, right? Godly vibe, and yeah, I, I mean, overall, it might be a little too much, but that was the direction they for sure they they wanted to push. Oh yeah, they definitely did. But I was gonna say, if you want to put me in any of those clothes, I ain't looking like that. <laughs> oh I've... no, for sure, yeah. That's not gonna making... happen. That's not gonna happen in today's time. No, I mean, maybe people look sick if <laughs> I did that. It was well. But then I know when they brought out Third Strike, um, they obviously brought back one of your favorites, Chun Li. Um, but for me, they brought one of the greatest characters, Makoto. I oh, she is the queen. She she's she cool. incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, and she was a brand new character that they they added to, right? So, I mean, I think she was very well accepted, and even now, like more people are like bring her back, bring her back, right? So she's definitely became a popular character. Well, then they've got to bring. I think they they did a survey, didn't they? The thing of the most famous or popular Street Fighter character. She was number two. Yeah, yeah. Like, she did pretty well. Like she reminds me of my wife, to be honest, <laughs> because it's like slow and but when she she's like basically slow walking, but when she wants to hit me with something and hit me with stuff, hit me with something I've done wrong, boom, she's in like oh fuck, it hurts really hard, huh? <laughs> exactly, it hits, it hits so hard. But then I think unfortunately some of the characters didn't hit. Like Remy was like meant to be the pretty boy Guile. You yeah. had he just didn't. He's, and he's emo just Guile, too weak. emo Guile. Yeah. yeah, this didn't work out. Some of them were great. Some of them were were stinkers. Um, Sean, I felt sorry for because Sean was great in one and two, but then third strike, he was just he's like, oh, he's meant to be shit, and then yeah, they made he, him really shit. It's kind of crazy because they're like, damn, I, we didn't want him to be good, but he somehow became good. And we're like, we really need to make him like the Dan of the game, right? And yeah, it's it's funny because if you if you play New Generation as sean and you win with him like he he makes a reference to dan he's like he's like bro who's dan like don't compare me to him like he says that <laughs> in his uh in his like win 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 ko screen which is pretty funny yeah, but dan's great everyone loves dan yeah yeah i mean but like it's like that's but that's what they like capcom wanted because even new generation he had dan's colors like the pink sean he even had like the the teal green uh yeah. outfit as well too they took that out in the in the next in the, in the the games going moving forward they gave they just removed that color completely so i guess they didn't want him to 
they didn't want him to be referred as Dan anymore within the game. So yeah, because you want to make you want to make them separate, don't you? But yeah, do you do you, do you think that any of the characters from Street Fighter Three will jump over to six? Yeah, I feel like I have to. Like I could see Dudley, um, yes, being part of it. Like I don't know if you played the uh, World Tour mode yet or anything like that. Um, oh no, I've just been on ranked, constantly yeah. ranked. Okay, yeah, but like in 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 world tour like you you go to like different places around like the world right they call it the world tour and you're like looking at the stages like oh i can see like this character and this character possibly coming back in the future right so that's kind of what i think like when i see some of the stage i'm like yeah i think dudley will come back like in this in this in this in 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 this stage because of of how it looks like and dudley just fits the, the street fire 6 model right so i just feel yeah. like he would be in there um and yeah, I would say Abuki is also a popular pick. Like she, she, she's hard not to put in in a Street yeah. Fighter game these days. Um, and I would, I would, th- I don't think they'll bring back Remy at all. Well, no. probably not. They'll probably make like a thirteen or some sh- or some shit, right? Yeah. Um, but Q, I don't think we'll see Q. Maybe like some type of like evolution of like like G like slash q because it seems mm-hmm. like g and q are kind of like intertwined linked. with each other right linked with each other somehow so i don't know like I, but i do think like from a pure character like trans like like crossover standpoint delhi a delhi and abuki i feel like are two picks for sure that have to come back i think they'll bring back gil i think gil and urin will come back because i think they're going to try and focus a bit more of the story around them i think makoto's got to come back just for simply for popularity, because I think the internet will blow up if you get her. Um, Yoon and Yang, a.k.a. Duo Maxwell and Troy Barton, because that's all they are from <laughs> Gundam Wing. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be back as well. And I know people yeah. want Sean as well. Yeah, it's just it's just hard. It's just so many characters that they, they, uh, they have, and it's like, you just pretty much mentioned so many Thirst Strike characters coming back, yeah. but it's really hard to see that. Um, no, they won't put them all at, in. Yeah, at least for the first like first few years, in my opinion, because like if we already have our first DLC, right? And yeah, that's already one year, so we already lost one year, and we would have to think about, oh, this might be for year two or year three. Um, but I would say year two, if I had to guess, it would be more related to characters that are in World Tour because it's in Metro City. I would assume more final fight characters will actually be in season two this time around. Which would make complete sense. I think we'll get Cody. Cody will probably be the first one. I think we've not seen Guy for a while, but Cody Cody, or Hagar, I think. Yeah, Cody, Hagar, even uh, Damned. I feel like because they show Damned so much in the trailers and everything, like, he can't just be just this regular NPC dude, right? He has to be more than an NPC. So I really do think that Dam would be possibly be in. He, he could be the replacement of Birdie, um, yeah. or anything like that. So yeah, I I do expect like more newer, like new 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 newer characters from like that we haven't seen in Final Fight before in in the game, like in 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 a fighting game before. I can see Relento coming back as well too. Like just they might bring a code like a villain arc type of thing with like that, or even bring back Maki possibly. Who knows, right? Because yeah. they because they did a random they like oh let's bring back Lucia right for no reason like I'm like out of nowhere I'm like really Lucia of all characters like that was just like so left field so it's like they might as well bring in like 
Maki, possibly. Who knows? I don't know. And it's a, it's a brand new world, and I know I did mention a lot of Street Fighter Three characters, and I think it's just because I've been playing it quite a lot prior to us talking and mm-hmm. maybe getting excited for a few of them. And, you know, a lot of people may not have had the opportunity to play it. I said, back in the day, I didn't. It was only, I only got to play it as last year in England on a random machine they had. Yeah. Most of my experiences come from re- re-releases um fight k2 and then i played the i've got the 30th anniversary on my switch but when you just i think you look at the game today it is it's so beautiful it is it's a a work of art i would say it um it aged very well it aged like fine wine right a lot very much so like hated it hated the game um to the point but then now it's like damn this game is freaking amazing right so yeah they did a great great job with this game um even though people didn't like expect accepted it well in the past but like really like when you when people go back to it now everyone loves it like everyone's like oh my god this is like the best game ever and i'm like yeah it's, it actually is pretty freaking good right so yeah so ultimately it, like I'm, I'm pretty stoked that people are like more into like kind of like older capcom games that didn't do well when it actually came out in the arcade and that's that's the thing because you know at the time this game came out with the first new generations you had alpha 2 x-men vs street fighter the x game yeah and they were going the time, ham. <laughs> yeah they were and even by the time third strike came out you had alpha 3 marv vs capcom s uh, the ex2 plus power stone dark stalkers jo- the dark stalkers jojo yeah Fucking mental but going back to this game now and seeing like how good it looks, like I was just watching, I picked Dudley and just letting Dudley in practice mode just stand there. And I was just watching his animation. I was like, this is insane. Like, uh, the amount yeah. of frames he had. And I don't know if you've seen in the 30th anniversary collection, you can go into each character's like animations and see their frames. Oh, nice. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And there's this, I was using Makota and just basically showing her specials and the amount of frames just to do that. I was like, that is insane. It's it just, I don't think anyone could appreciate how many frames went into making these characters. And it just looks, it makes it look so great. And I actually sometimes feel like Street Fighter 3, sorry, First Strike should be a mm. staple at Evo. I wish it was. But I know there's other games that have to be on the main stage. But I said, like, this. I think the problem with this, which is another thing about Third Strike, is that Capcom is known, um, or like just, I guess, game developers in general, but mainly Capcom because they have so many fighting games. They, you know, it they're, the ports are never arcade perfect. Yeah. Right. So because of that, a lot of Third Strike players that do play in like tournaments and stuff like that, they're so particular on what they want. And I would say, like, there has been no replacement of Arcade Third Strike whatsoever. No. And and I, I agree with that. And also, I think it's a very scary game. I think you mentioned it. You know, it's a it's a very technical game. And, and only people who, the pros who want to play Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, will play that. Yeah. Because it is a very technical game. It's, it's, it's scary for someone like me who's a filthy casual. Um, like, I am not. I haven't got the time, unfortunately, I wish to put into and uh, become an absolute pro. But when you look at the history that this game gave, like people said, oh, you know, it was just a blast from the past. But it's not because it brought us EX move. It brought us taunts, getting out of throws, dash retreats. Yeah. And it's like, it brought us a shit ton of things that are still now in Street Fighter. 
yeah it's 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 just one of those things where it's just like you know like I, I like I played Third Strike on on Fightcade. I played all of the Street Fighter 3s on on Fightcade, and mm. that's where I I like fell in love with it, like again and even more to it. Where I'm like, like I think I would say I got bet I got a lot better playing Third Strike there. I think it's a great, it's a great place to learn because I play um, video games on there, and I think I didn't know about Fightcade until I started like listening to you, Max, and Matt. And I downloaded it, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing of all time!" And yeah, the, you you just, you just get a lot of uh, what's the what's the word? You get a lot of competition, and mm-hmm. even the netcode on it is actually pretty good, and it plays yeah, the it close, is. and it actually plays the closest to uh, kind the of what you remember mode. from the arcade version because it is arcade ROMs in general, so. It's just it's just one of those things where it's like yeah I I do like the like 30th anniversary is just amazing because you have like so much like kind of galleries and everything like that, mm-hmm. uh, but I would say for the online it's just still like hit or miss right um ultimately the end and playing playing games that require kind of like precise inputs it it sometimes it can be frustrating especially for fighting games because it's tough. Well, especially for Street Fighter Three, like you need yep. to have that that a system, or it needs to be literally, you know, you put a command in, it's got to come across that perfect. Especially because they introduced the parry system. Yep, exactly. And I know they they tweaked it in, in Third Strike, but you know, if you could do the parry system, you were literally a god. And yeah. they brought the basketball game in to try and help it help you learn it. But if you get that wrong. You literally you get an adoke into the face straight away. <laughs> you do. You get. I mean, you get a big combo into the face. You get everything to the face. But it, what I found about it was what was, what has changed the game, and also the fact about uh, picking, being able to pick your special. It it turned it into chess a lot of the time because you know you could turn defense into attack because yeah. essentially what it does it gives you the frame advantage. But people, when I play Third Strike, it's so interesting because normally in most fighting games they would just jump in like with a kick or a punch or whatever. But in this, they won't because they just they'll jump in but not actually attack because they're scared of getting parried. I was like, ah, yeah. right, okay, this game is so different. No, yeah, it it is it is very different. I mean, it's like I say, it, 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 that's why I always said it doesn't play like like Street Fighter. <laughs> that's why I always say like it's not a Street Fighter game. No, it, it compared to every other Street Fighter game I've ever played, it really doesn't feel like it. And I think that's what we were saying at the beginning. Because it was very scary for a lot of people, again, me it being a filthy casual, I was like, oh, mm. this game's completely different. I don't like how it plays. Why don't I go play Street Fighter Alpha 2, which feels like like basically getting into a warm blanket at night. Yeah. And I know how that works. Or look at Marvel vs. Capcom or whatever, and that is just absolute chaos. Let's go play that game. And it's you know because what are you gonna spend back in those days what are you gonna spend your money on yeah yeah makes yeah it makes sense i mean it's, it's and i'm all likely those... to go i want to go play spider-man i was like i'll play <laughs> spider-man versus ryu give me that all day long yeah give me the marvelous than... capcom i mean it's that's marvel i don't know how big like the marvel games were in in uk but like because like in us like marvel was like the sickest and most popular thing ever. Like when you, they're able to see Ryu versus Wolverine, like mm-hmm. Spider-Man versus like Ken and everything. People lost it. People literally lost it. Well, I played a lot of them like on Playstations. Well, I didn't have a Saturn. Um, and I have my angst against the Saturn. Not essentially the console. Well, the console itself. It's just our Patreons in this show. 
basically yeah. just try and make the Saturn the, the greatest console the whole time and just infest this show, which I yeah. won't allow. So yeah. I was a PlayStation boy. Um, so I never really got the really good ports. And it wasn't until I got on board with Marvel vs. Capcom 2 that I essentially really got to get behind it because mm. maybe there might have been arcades in the UK, but where I was, my little part of the world, there was nowhere. There was oh, nowhere where we had... Yeah, and or if they did have arcades, it'd be the crappy ones. It'd be you're never gonna get, um, you're never gonna get Street Fighter three. You might have like an old Street Fighter two, and even then, it's gonna be a terrible. Like it's gonna be a very very old edition. It's yeah. not gonna be like you know Super Street Fighter Turbo. Uh, it's never gonna be that. And so it was a bit of a shame. So I said I missed out on all this, and I think I would have been scared from Street Fighter three. I would have preferred a console version because so I can actually practice on again, spend my money, because I'd be rather be playing Marvelous Capcom so I can do Spider-Man vs. Ryu. That's a dream for me. Yeah, that's that's how I trained in arcade. I like, like I would go to like uh, a lower, like a less known arcade and just kind of like play there because they would be cheaper there, like like 25 yeah. cents, because uh, at the main arcade, it's like 50 cents a play, right? So I'll go there and kind of like, practice against the ai practice my combos and stuff like that practicing team synergy because we didn't have trading mode we had to spend money to to play the game so that's yeah kind of, you had to spend that's, yeah actual kind of, money yeah that's kind of where i was and then then you had like playstation one versions of the game and i'm like well these games don't play anywhere near like the no. arcade versions at all and they were so different like they like it's like dreamcast like third strike was just terrible um and then like the old, the only one that was really accepted for Third Strike was the anniversary collection, the 15th anniversary collection, right? Yeah. So that one was was pretty good, but everywhere else it was just like no, <laughs> it was definitely not. Yeah, not going anywhere near that. And this is the thing, like as a, as me, someone who couldn't follow the fighting scene, and YouTube was in quite its early days. Like yeah. I essentially got introduced to Third Strike properly, seeing footage was because of Evo 37, but. Yeah. But I want to go back a step because you essentially, as a pro, it was in 2002 where you essentially got the pro scene going back again because of your match against Takoda where you, where the Aegis Reflector came yeah. out. Yeah. And it was against Urin. And basically, you know, with respect, it was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What is that? What is that no, technique? That, that was actually kind of uh, how it was because, like, because there was no YouTube or social media, we didn't know Japan loved this game. Like, like yeah. unless you went to Japan, like you don't, you wouldn't know. So in the U.S., it was all about Mars Capcom Two. Like Mars Capcom Two is the most popular game in the America by far. Um, so when when Third Strike happened, like that whole event, there was no Third Strike singles mm-hmm. tournament at Evo. It was a five v five exhibition match and. Uh, there was qualifiers for you to qualify. So, I, and the qualifiers happened at Evo. So I would just, I just entered at Evo, and and I didn't really play Third Strike at the time. I just played Chung Li and yeah. just press press really good buttons and pretty much. And <laughs> it'll I, and happen. I, yeah, and it'll happen. And then I just magically got on the team, um, because I won the qualifier. So, yeah, I, I didn't know what I was signing up for, for the most part. But then seeing all that crazy stuff um, and seeing kind of like what Japan has been figuring out, like all this new tech, it was mm-hmm. like, it was like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't, we, like, no one knew outside Japan that this game can be played like this. Yeah. And it essentially opened the pros up 
to make this game what it is and how, you know, basically find out, holy God, this is one of the best fighting games ever. But, and which is a credit to you because you got, you know, you got that match essentially did push the direction of where it needed to go. And then, yeah, it did lead to the, the Magic Evo 37. And I know essentially you're on the receiving end from it, but. And I don't want to go into that too much, but I think it's really as a thank you. I know essentially you might have been on the losing end, but that moment went round the world. And, you know, I compare that to like, for me, sports wise, like Man United beating Bayern Munich, but it was the impact it had essentially opened the world to Street Fighter 3, to yeah. Evo. Yeah. And, but what, the reason I bring it up for yourself is because, yes, you did get your revenge, which was hilarious. I've, se- I've seen the video of you getting your revenge on it. Yeah, I would say I wouldn't say it's like revenge. Well, it was it's... it was it was like a it was like a joke match. It wasn't yeah, like a real. It, it, yeah, it was kind of like a a legends match, I guess. Yeah. You know, kind of like to bring back of like, oh, like you know, let's uh, let's recreate this match, right? And then, yeah. and obviously, you know, because it's a recreation of the match, I'm like, I'm gonna always and I and I've been playing Third Strike. Obviously, Daigo yeah. has not. I'm going to keep throwing ages. Ref- I'm I'm gonna keep throwing uh SA2 out just to see if he could parry it, right? Just for, to see if he could do it again. Yeah, just for the memes and obviously yeah. what people want to see. And obviously he did. He was actually practicing it um like before the match. Like just so I'm like, okay, like obviously it's we, we haven't we did not talk about like let's script it. But in my head, I'm going to make it happen by giving him the opportunities to try to parry it. Because obviously he tried to do it a few times. Um, he couldn't do it, but eventually he was able to do it. And everyone just like lost it, right? So that was like really cool. Um, but ultimately, it was just it was just super fun to to kind of just, just fun to do. Yeah, just and fun to do and give give people what they want, what they want to see, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of like wrestling when you kind of see like kind of like any of like your old school favorite wrestlers come back for like that one time show, and then they do like an amazing match. So it's kind of like that. Yeah, and this is the thing. You could have, you know, some people, and I've seen it with other with with sports, be on the receiving end of a of a of a loss and never recover. But you yourself, obviously, you've gone on to win, you know, nine Evo titles. But yeah. you, when it comes to the the moment thirty seven, you bring that into your own content on YouTube, which is hilarious. Like if you see someone trying to do it, like what the what are you trying to do? And it's like, <laughs> go on, you're not going to do it, and you you play on it, which I love. I was like, that is, that's the way to do it. That's the way to handle it. And it just, like, seeing people try and do it against you and you're laughing at them, go, don't you dare. I, was, yeah. I just think that's great. I think it's a credit to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just fun. And I think it's just the, my love for, for kind of fighting games in general is what keeps me going and wants me to keep always playing stuff like that. Oh, but seeing, like, seeing you guys, seeing you play, I, I watch a lot of your content. And the great thing is, because I've been watching a lot of Street Fighter 6 content, especially your ones, all my phone is now. The algorithm's just like, Justin, 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 Justin. I'm like, yay. <laughs> Thanks, phone. Yeah, trying. Like, it's just trying trying to push the, the fighting game direction and making sure people don't forget about kind of like what we grew up on is kind of a, a thing. Because I just think about like how. Like yeah, like all these games that came out, they never had a the light that modern games now get because obviously there's YouTube, there's yeah. so many social media platforms. So I'm just like, well, let's try to bring back some of these old games, and you know, if people are interested, yeah, let let, let them check it out because they probably never seen the game before, never played it mm-hmm. before, or never seen it being played before at at, at a much more higher level. So it's kind yeah. of awesome. 
Well, we, I know you say that like you just, we've we've kind of gone through the reason why Street Fighter Three isn't a Street Fighter game, but do yeah. you think that Street Fighter Six has taken influence from Three because the music itself of Three was in, of Third Strikers particularly was incredible. I listened to that quite a lot in work, and people are like, "What the hell are you listening to?" Um, and the aesthetic that you know that real street feel. Yeah. Do you think that's been carried over to six? It it it's done a great job. I would say there's a lot of like influence of like many games in there, um, because they op- they do a lot of references and everything. But definitely, for sure, like because Third Strike was kind of like that young hip hip game mm. for like new new young new young kids coming up on the those block. kids those young kids coming right? through. So. Street Fighter Six kind of has that feel where they want to bring like a new generation of like fighting gamers, and mm. they definitely do it with the whole graffiti, like kind of like how 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 polished the characters are, like how much different it looks, and how much more personable they are. Because I do think the characters in Third Strike have way more personality oh, than so like much. than any other like Street Fighter game before Six came out, and I think Six is kind of like in a similar direction. So yeah, I feel like. Definitely heavily influenced Star Strike, but then they they like took like little bits and pieces from like other Street Fighter games and put it also in Street Fighter Six, which is nice. I I said I think it's great just taking little influences, knowing you're coming from, and yeah. like for you yourself again, you're like a kid in a candy store, and because there's so much coming out and there's so much content here for you to play at. But I remember like I've been watching like bits of when, when YouTube was there. And getting to see you win some Evo tournaments, some Evo tournaments, listen to me, <sighs> do nine. Um, but I got to do a little bit of research because I know Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is your game. And in theory, it's like, I've been asked, why didn't you ask him to do that? But we're not even anywhere near in the, the, hit, the timeline of my show recording Marvel vs. Capcom 2. We're not, we're, we've only just recorded uh, Marvel vs. Street Fighter. I think, I think we released X-Men vs. Street Fighter last week, but we're nowhere near Marvel. But I know that is your was your game. That is the one that got you forward. And I've seen the Cyclops moment and how the fuck you did that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't ever know. <laughs> I sit there and just go, how has he done this? Like, I'm looking at it going, this is, this is impossible. Come mm-hmm. back from, you know, you've only got Cyclops left against all three and they're in a healthy position. You take them all out. Yeah. Just amazing. So good. But no, doing the research, yeah, I appreciate that. But doing your doing the research, and I know I watched a video about you and said people didn't like your style at Marvel vs. Capcom Two because you were very defensive. But that annoyed me a little bit because so what? It's defensive. It, that, that's just that's just a strategy. Deal with it. <laughs> I think it's more of just like um, defensive strategies in older games were just more popular at the time. I think that's why like fighting games are more popular now because they change the direction that to make offense more stronger than defense. Well, this um, is the thing is that yeah, you you deal with the tools that you have at your disposal, and if defensive was the way forward at the time and you win, well, that's on them. They need to figure out a strategy to get through it. Like I don't know if you follow like soccer or football, um, depending on the country. I know you're from America, so it's soccer. But there was a there was a team back in the day called Chelsea, and they had a manager called Jose Mourinho. Mm-hmm. And Mourinho is known for being very defensive. Like literally, his games will be like one nil, one nil, one nil, and he'll still win. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, they win. <laughs> I know it's not pretty, but they won. So it's up to the other team to deal with it. Yeah, it's a strategy. Yeah, it's it's a strategy. And then he said you went on to go win seven 
seven Evos in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, like one would be incredible. But seven? That's mental. <laughs> I I never I didn't really think about it at the time. It's just more just like I just wanted to just go play. So yeah, I guess I don't know. Maybe that's why I was able to do it because I didn't really think of it as pressure. I just thought of it as like, oh yeah, I just I'm here to play because like I'm a kid at the time, right? So yeah, I I, I don't I, I'm not thinking about like, oh I need to win or like I have so much riding on the line, you know? Like I'm just in my head, I'm just like, oh I get to to play people and try to beat them because I want to beat them, right? And so that's just more of my thing. I always came in as a looked in it as like I'm challenging these people instead of I'm defending. Yeah, that was kind yeah, of my yeah. mindset. Yeah, because that makes you always, like, you have in your head, I'm not the best, I'm just going out to fight the best rather than, you know, come beat me. Yeah, which is a really good way of doing it. And then you essentially went on, you also won um, Evo at Street Fighter 3, so incredible. I couldn't, no, the best I've got is Pokemon. That's the best I've got. And I was number two at one stage online. Nice. Um in the UK before yeah. we went to the when the UK championship and ended up top 16 that year. Um, and yeah. that's, that's my highest. That's all I've got. So I ain't uh, got anywhere near your achievements. <laughs> you know, it's just, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I, I, I don't like comparing. It's just more of just like you have this amazing hobby that you want to do and you did it. So that's just more of like, you know, we're the same. That's how I treat people. Like if, if, if we both like the same video game, then we both like the same video game. Hey, you you just made an interesting comment then. It's that amazing hobby. So you might think of it as an amazing hobby. My wife doesn't think of it as an amazing hobby. She hates everything I stand for. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just, I guess, that's just more of like, I also had a similar situation with my family. They were like, it's a waste of time. Only bad kids and gangs yeah. play video games and go to arcade. Uh, but I mean, now they can't say anything because I I pay nah. for every I pay for everything, right? So, <laughs> so they they just yeah. have to they just have to hold that L for for forever. Yeah. <laughs> she was the same, and then we went into this tournament, and I got to like the the top sixteen, so where everyone had a break, and then yeah. I said, you know, if I make top two, I we get a paid trip to San Diego. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, and she's like, holy shit, win! I was like, oh, you change your tune now, ain't you? Yeah. Yeah, it it, it, it it does suck, but I mean, like people people eventually, hopefully, will come around. <laughs> that's that's what one it comes day. Down to. And this is the thing. I think it's the passion that these things bring because, like, you went on later on to win Evo again at Marvel's Capcom Three, and you changed your playstyle and went hyper aggressive. Um, but as you said, it, it's what what to deal with. But what made me laugh about Evo is like what possessed you to win and then suddenly go do a bow roll. <laughs> Um, actually, like, I was so excited that, like, my, my, my legs went numb. Um, Did they? So, so I fell, but then I was like, I don't want to just, like, fall. So I was like, let me just change it to a roll. So let me just cha- in, you know, in a peppy. Yeah, if I change it to a roll, it might, looks like that's my pop-off. So that's kind of what happened. I just think I was just watching it, and all in my head was just peppy just going, do a barrel roll. <laughs> yeah, like, do a barrel roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah every time i see it that's all i ever think i was like that that's just superb that's so good so if you was like look at all your evo wins and the t- or just even tournaments and stuff like that mm-hmm. what would you say like obviously it doesn't have to that's been on youtube what would you say has been like your your best match you've ever had like your mm-hmm. funnest match you've ever won probably myself versus uh f champ for mm-hmm. 
Mar Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3 and Evil 2014 because the winner's finals match was like down to the like literally wire, like literally yeah. last character, last scenario. And I had to come back from behind and and like get a lucky, like lucky situation to work in my favor for me to get that victory. That, so that was like the most intense moment because it's like if you follow Marvel 3, you know, like when you have when somebody has Dark Phoenix. Yeah. It's like kind of checkmate scenario, right? So, so I was able to win from that scenario, and um, because of that, it 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 really created like kind of like this adrenaline for everybody. Everyone was like so so stoked about it and everything. So, even and then also I was playing like against the meta because the meta was more of like super top tier characters like Doctor Doom, Virgil, yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I just want to play like team i want to play like i don't really care about yeah i just want to have fun so i picked like wolverine storm akuma which is like nowhere near the meadow whatsoever like it like yeah. this is literally a day one team like the first day i i got marvelous Capcom three i was like i want to pick i want to like pick these three characters and that was the team i stuck with like in the entire history of marvelous Capcom three um how to say if, if you were to play that now would that be the case do you reckon because i know it's been modded to hell um oh you mean like with the new modded characters yeah there's so many modded characters i haven't got a chance to play all of them but definitely i would want to play cyclops all right so oh god uh, yeah for, for sure it'd have to be cyclops but i would probably have to like kind of re redesign the team because I, I don't think like an actual team x-men would actually work just looking at cyclops tools and everything so maybe it'll be like cyclops storm and somebody else who knows but yeah it, it's kind of hard to replace like the team I've been playing for for so long with you know I just love playing Wolverine Storm Akuma in general. See, I would want to play all I want to play is Scarlet Spider. That's all I want to play. Yeah, I haven't even tried Scarlet Spider yet. Well, Scarlet Spider is like one of the most important for me, like comic book characters. Yeah, and like to see it in the new Spider Man is like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, Scarlet <laughs> Spider, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so for me, once I think now they're getting it, essentially, you know, you can have Spider Man, um, Spider Gwen, and Scar Spider on the same team. I'm going to start yeah. jumping into that. Not being very good, but again, I don't care about that. I just want to have a fun. I just want to have fun, because um, that's all I care about. And yeah. especially for you, I think you. I looked at you got the esports lifetime achievements. Is that is that sitting on your wall two years ago? Uh yeah, it's 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 sitting there. Like um, I definitely have it. Um, just like kind of there in the background and everything. So you can you can actually see it in general when you when you watch like my streams and everything. Kind of like whenever I like move my camera or whenever I move my head and everything. But it's it was there. it was nice. It was it's a it's an honor. I I didn't think I would get an award. Like I like I they didn't even contact me to be honest when they announced it. Like it was just like boom, you got an award. So. It was like, and then everyone started messaging me about it, and I'm like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" So yeah, that was kind of, that was, yeah, that was kind of how I got introduced to it. Well, I know recently you mentioned about your streaming on Twitch. I should say congratulations. You just hit two days ago two hundred thousand subscribers on Twitch. So well done. <laughs> no, I appreciate. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate. It. Yeah, it's just, um, it's just because I don't really stream too much on Twitch, like. Just because, like, there's so much stuff that, like, I have to do outside of just, like, kind of gaming and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just tr trying to keep up is the is the hardest part. Being consistent is the 
is the key for for kind of like streaming on Twitch or or like being or like doing YouTube and stuff. But you have to really be consistent with it. Yeah, you do, and you've got. I know you've got big plans because you're you're constantly, you know, you're flying around the world. I know you're often regularly in Japan, and you've got just you've got the um, Street Fighter Six Legacy Showdown coming up. Oh yeah, you're the captain of that team. Yeah, team versus. Yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. I'll. I think. I'll, I think that'll be great. I'll be looking. Yeah, is that going to be? Are you streaming it or is it going through Max? Is it? Uh, everyone will probably be streaming it from their perspective. So. I'll, I'll probably be streaming it from my perspective as well. I can't wait to watch that. I'll be just, I'll be just like looking at the tips going, how can I learn? How can I grow? <laughs> how can, what can I do? But what I thought, and I read this stat about yourself, and I thought this was actually really humble. As I know you you were previously sponsored. Uh, you've been, you know, when you were you, in the pro scene properly, constantly, because now you do a lot of content. Um, you now sponsor players yourself. I try. Um which it, i think is incredible yeah i try like it's obviously like i'm not an esports organization that has like all this like budget to like fly people out it's like i'm using my own personal money right to, mm. to do so um but it's just more of just like growing up uh before esports was a word uh before like streaming or anything was a word we you know we like we 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 would go to tournaments for as as passion. Like we would do it like because we want to prove that we're the best and play against other people and get better at fighting games. That's kind of like, mm. you know, it's it's something I still stand by just because like that's how, where I grew up from and that's how I got from A to B, right? So because of that, obviously there are after traveling so much around the world and realizing like. You know, everyone has their own set of problems. Everyone grew up in different like, like cultures, and like you know, they might not have the the same opportunities that that I was able to 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 find and everything like that. I kind of want to like give back, like you know, what I mean, if I see somebody that's like really good and they're you know, and they barely have any resources to get better, but they have so much potential and they just want to show off their skills around the world, that's kind of like something I just want to to try to show and like and then kind of force other people that possibly are in a similar position as me that can yeah. give back as well too right so i like to sponsor people that that i believe that deserves kind of like a shot right a shot yeah. at a tournament a shot at at like kind of like people to know who they are and everything like that so that's just kind of like why i do it um i wish i could do more of it obviously but you know, like I said, I, I I'm not an esports org that has like yeah you, lots of budget. You're using, you're using your own money, and to do that for the the, the right reasons, like you're not basically sitting there like a pimp, like give me your money. Like, <laughs> yeah, like if, sit- if they win, I I don't ask them for any money whatsoever. I'm just like, good job, you know, congrats, you did great, you know, you earned all that money. So do whatever you want with it, right? Like if you want to use it for another tournament, go for it, whatever. Blah, blah blah like you know the only thing i ask for is just like let people know that like i'm the one that really helped you get to like, this event so do you know what you should do though right if they ever make like you say street fire sex you and you get someone to that level and they get you should they get to the stage you should basically rock up and stand behind them as jp like proper <laughs> pimp proper pimp out no 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 <laughs> yeah, they, they already have like the jay wong tag in their stream name already so it's it's all good no, I, I think that is a really amazing, humble thing to do. 
And I, my respect, when I read that, my respect went, went up, the, up the roof for you because a lot of people I've seen do that, like, you know, basically push it. This is me, I'm doing this, but you're not. You're just quietly in the background. And I, I think that that is absolutely great. I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I really think that's a great thing. And I said, you'd be busy now. I said, you like, I don't see, like, there's barely a minute goes by and you've got a new video up because of Street Fighter Six. Because I said, we come back to it. You are yeah. playing that so much. And I said, it's a kind, kid in a candy store. And for me, I think it's great because as a filthy casual, I think it's great. And I've seen a lot of arguments. And I don't know if there was, there was a bit in your... Um, I made a comment on one of your tweets and you were saying about how you were only facing the same five people all the time. And I said, come down to iron rank where the kings and queens <laughs> fight. Yeah. And um, someone made a comment saying, why bother even being in ranked if you're going to get beat? And I was like, well, no, no I, I like, I'm not that level, but I like having fun. I don't care yeah. if I lose or win. It's about having fun. No, yeah, a lot of people, they kind of, they, they I don't know. It just seems like the they, people, other people want to force their objective of like why a game is fun or why they should play a fighting game or, or some type of competitive game. But yeah, ultimately, you just want to have fun with it. Like, like I don't, I don't really care kind of about like my rank or score or anything but i just want to play better players right and then yeah and then rank match is kind of where you automatically assume that that's where you would play better players it's just more just like why am i only playing the same five people for like hours and hours like it's kind of insane to me uh but i i i understood why it's because probably even though there are sixty thousand people playing on steam at one time and i'm pretty sure there's more people playing because obviously it's cross play with xbox and playstation Mm. 4 and 5 that like most people are playing in like silvers or iron or bronze and stuff like that because i asked my chat and they said yeah like they they get matches super quick and different matches. yeah i do right so like for me where i where i'm at like there's not many people in that same area yet so maybe in a few like in a few weeks where people catch up that's when we'll have more like kind of different and diverse matchups right so yeah i i get it it's just kind of like i'm like i was just really surprised i'm like why why am i not matched up with other people at least like because in north america like you know from the east coast it seems, it seems like it's only designated me to me only on the west coast so the See, neko is so you... good you can play like i was playing people from japan and and singapore and taiwan and neko is great so it's like why wouldn't you kind of like broaden the the search a little bit? Yeah, go to those places. So that's why you just need to come in the cesspool of iron. It's great because you <laughs> I, never fight the same person. I can't. It's I can't even go back. I don't think I could go back unless I start like like delete everything and start completely fresh. Like I like I've I've got up to past two thousand now. And I'm like yay. Okay, I'm on, I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. But I think what I like about this game, because I said I've been using Kami now all the time, mm-hmm. and I previously was a Ryu and Sakura, um, but the modern controls for me are absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I haven't got, sadly, the time to be learning to do all the, the combo trials, you know, as much as I want to make him, you know, basically second nature. Yeah. But to have modern controls there, I was like, this is so good. It's good, and yeah. It's great for. I know there are, there are cons about you know twenty percent less damage, uh, and you're not access to all your moves. But it gives you such a way to play that you can go. Doesn't matter if you're not that good at fighting games, you can still enjoy it now and still play with everybody else. I think no, that's yeah. great. No, I I think so. Like I, 
I was playing modern mode Zangief the other day, and like, it, it really sh it really showed the the direction where what the developers wanted you to to do is because like some characters might be just too hard uh, to learn if you're not a seasoned player, right? Yeah. So modern controls really helps kind of like help you understand that, like where it's like, oh, I understand the character a bit more, blah blah blah. So that's kind of how I felt when I was playing uh, Zangief um, yesterday. It just felt like, oh, it's meant for like people that really doesn't have experience to play fighting games or doesn't have enough time to put like the effort into it because of just like time constraints and then whatever uh, mm -hmm. to really make make the learning process a bit faster it, it's such a like a little tiny thing to do in con in, you know like why don't we think of that sooner but yeah hopefully i can see not just street fighter doing this i can see a lot of other games going okay yeah maybe we need <laughs> to do this yeah i think you know, because you play games like DBZ Fighters or DBZ Fighters, and then essentially they've got easy controls to use and they can mm -hmm. make you look like an absolute god. It's just a matter of just perfecting them. Okay. Where, as now Street Fighter, and even as in Mortal Kombat, Tekken, yeah. I don't think Tekken could ever go down that line because I think Tekken's got way too many moves a character can use for them to just simplify it as other games can. Because Tekken's mental. Yeah, it's 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 hard. I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how Tekken 8's going to try to you know, like rival Street Fighter, especially with like such an amazing launch that Street Fighter 6 did. So, I guess we'll see. It's this is time will tell at this point. Yeah, it's it's all going to be interesting cuz I'm hoping that comes out this year because, you know, that'll make 2023 the greatest year of gaming for fighting ever. Yeah, for sure. And... Cuz Mortal Kombat comes out in September as well. Yeah, Mortal Kombat comes out, and I had a mate uh, who was involved um, in the editing process for that trailer. Yeah, um, and he won't tell me anything. I'm like, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me what's going on for Mortal Kombat. And he went, yeah. no, no, no. I said, I refuse to tell you anything. I was like, I, I edit, I got, I edited it. I was involved in that process, and that's all I'm telling you. I was like, oh. Yeah. So he's known about all, like, when everyone's like, what's going on, what's going on? He's known for months. I was like, you mm. bastard, you live five minutes away from me and you won't tell me a thing. Yeah, no, it makes sense. But it, it's good. It, for, for fighting game fanatics, it's just the best thing. And I can't wait to see, you know, where we're going to go from here. Yes, DLC, we know what that's going to be for the net for the first year. Mm -hmm. I think we'll get, you know, up to five packages again. I think that will keep going. Which characters? I know we talked about Street Fighter Three characters, but is there any specific characters you want to return? I know we talked about Final Fight. Any ones you yourself want to come back? Uh, probably Manat. You know? Yeah, yeah. I would like Manat a lot. Like that would be one character that I really want to see. And she was really well done in Street Fighter Five. Like, she was one of the best ones that came out. Yeah. Yeah, I like her design in general. So yeah, that's really just the one I really do want to see. Oh, for me, it's six. Uh, sorry, six. It's uh, Sakura all day long. Oh, all yes. day long. Yeah, Sakura, is, I can see her. I can see her being part of it. Just She's she's a popular character as well herself. But maybe I just don't want it to be that um, schoolgirl thing. I hope she's made, because, it's, again, it's a time skip, isn't it? So we're past, we're past she's three. She's an arcade attendant now. Like in she's an arcade attendant now, yeah. yeah. But even so, she'll still be, she should come this, she should still be a lot older now. So hopefully she's moved yeah. forward even more. So yeah, it'll be true. interesting to see where she is. Because you mm -hmm. look at Ryu. Ryu's like getting to old man Goken stage, isn't he? So yeah. where are we going to go with Sakura? Are we going to age her a little bit more? Yeah, that makes sense. It'll be pretty cool. We'll see. Now, have you got, essentially, before I let you go, 
Have you got any... So two questions. I know you've got a video on this as well. I just saw that. I was like, damn, I was going to ask that question. But have you got any advice for newcomers and then any advice for those who want to go the next level and become pro? Uh, new advice for, for newcomers is just more of just like, don't get discouraged. Fighting games is a discouraging genre. Like, it feels like a lot of times when people like, if they can't do a specific combo or whatever, they just kind of give up. And I get it. It's it's not the easiest thing in the world because you're like, you really want like combos to come out or special moves to come out, but there's like, why aren't they coming out? And sometimes there's hard to find the answer. Uh, but I mean, I do think Street Fighter 6, like modern controls is a great start uh, for, for newcomers in general. Uh, so maybe look into that, I would say. And if you're trying to play like more of the older titles, then really just keep at it because eventually... You're going to see progress. Progress won't yeah. happen overnight or in a few hours. It it takes like a, f a bit. Uh, for people that are trying to get to the next level, uh, the hardest part probably is rewatching kind of like your losses, right? Yeah. And and when you rewatch your loss, don't look at it and just and be and see like, oh man, why did I do this? Why did I do that? really dissect on like kind of like think outside the box you have to think outside the box of like why did this happen why did my opponent did this or how did my opponent know like you know when you come down to it everybody has like a pattern um even if you might not know it and you know you might be like i don't have a pattern but everyone has a pattern so they do you just you yeah you just so you just have to really kind of like look for it and and when you find the answer then that's kind of where you have to like really try to prevent that from happening or make it more or camouflage to the point where people can't recognize those patterns oh that's clever i never thought about that because I, I know about like the losing side like going back because i've done that with pokemon and yeah. <laughs> yeah you have to go back and don't take it harshly learn from it i think that's really really quite good advice yeah um, yeah camouflaging i think I, i've never thought about that that's brilliant yeah well it's it's pretty nice Justin, I want to say thank you so much for your time. It has been amazing just to speak to you personally and just to get your insight, you know, from someone who is one of the best fighting game players ever to hit them at the scene and one of the most active creators currently going around in Street Fighter 6. So thank you so much. And when we do Marvel vs. Capcom 2, you are, which will be recorded next year, you are more than welcome if you <laughs> want to come back because your insight to that game, I think it'll be better than most. Yeah. But yeah, Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. And have a good time and enjoy the enjoy rest of your day. You as well, too. And that was episode 71 of Street Fighter 3. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. I hope you had a good show. Thank you, Justin. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to seeing you next week. Yes, where we are doing episode 72 and it is going to be Street Fighter 4 where I'm going to be doing a collab with the Command List podcast. So I'm looking forward to that one. Until then, I'll see you all next week. I hope you enjoy the Summer Games Fest. Take care of yourselves. I've been Danny. Bye-bye. <laughs>